Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, there is an opportunity within schools to teach children about grief and bereavement, according to Stephen Teep. Now, the widowed father of two says grief is like a tsunami of emotions for adults, but children have to deal with similar emotions. And Stephen's wife, as you may remember, Irene, died of cervical cancer in July 2017. At the age of 35, at the time, their sons, Oscar and Noah, which is four and two years of age. And funeral directors in Scotland, by the way, are currently calling for death and bereavement to be taught in schools so children are better prepared to deal with the emotions associated with loss. Stephen says it's grief rather than death that is the conversation that needs to be focused on when it comes to helping children process the topic. He said, certainly... It's a topic I think should be spoken about a lot more and I do agree that there's an opportunity there uh, within the schools to do something with this. For any of us adults who have lost someone, we would know what grief is. For me, the simplest way to describe it is like a tsunami of emotion that literally floors, floors us. And what we spend the time dealing, or we spend the time dealing with the tsunami is to try to figure out these emotions as we try to get back on our feet again. That's as an adult who would be better uh, equipped, I suppose, and have a better grasp of the world when it comes to children. Uh, they deal with grief in the exact same way as us adults do it too. I've learned this dealing with my own children's grief. In other words, he's saying that, you know, children are not exempt from grief and from dealing with grief. They may deal with it slightly differently, but they still have to accept it as well. So I wanted to have a conversation as to whether we should do it in schools, whether it should be something thought about in schools. He believes, for example, well, he observed, for me, it's really about giving everybody the tools from the teachers to the pupils to the parents in dealing with a topic that none of us are ever able to avoid. Definitely, I think, at a young age, discussion, discussing emotions and feelings uh, when it comes to grief or bereavement is certainly a good thing. It's certainly a great thing in every aspect of life, according to Stephen. So, I want to talk about children. Now, I've spoken before on the show about, you know, bringing children to a funeral. And this whole idea of... There was a, a theory years ago, and I don't necessarily agree with it, by the way, but the children should be seen and not heard. Remember that? And that was based on the idea that the less children know, the less they have to worry about. Now, children obviously have to know that granny or granddad has died or Auntie Mary has died or whatever it happens to be has died. And certainly if it's their own parents or siblings, yes, they should be completely involved in the arrangement of the funeral and being there and everything else. But if it's not their own parents, like, say, an auntie or a brother-in-law or a sister-in-law, do you have to bring children to a funeral? It is a question. I personally wouldn't do that. But that's just my personal view of it. Uh, I think it's quite a morbid place to bring a child, uh, particularly a young child under the age of 10. We're talking about little children here. And should young children in school be thought about how to deal with grief? Because at some point in their life, they will lose somebody. There's nothing surer. Absolutely everybody listening today has had somebody they love die at some point in their life. And if they haven't, they will. So we all need to learn to deal with grief. It's a fact of life that people die. Nothing surer in life. You will be born and you will die. It's something that as human beings we have an amazing ability not to think about. We don't think about our own death. And rightly so because we would drive ourselves to distraction worried about it. So, do you think it would be a good idea for death and bereavement to be part of the school curriculum to teach children how to deal with death and bereavement? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Paul, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Paul? Not too bad, Niall. How are you? Good. Paul, I mean, it's a difficult one, really. I mean, I understand they have to deal with it because it happens to every child. At some point, granny or granddad or auntie or uncle will die. Probably, hopefully not mam or dad too young in their lives. 
So, I mean, is it important that we teach them to deal with it? No, I don't think they should be taught to deal with it at all because they're in a separate world from us. The way I see it with my experience so far with these two children that are orphaned at the moment on me, you know, um, I think they should be allowed to uh, just grieve themselves because we're in a completely separate world from them and they have a different way of dealing with it. Mm. I think if it's brought into schools and are taught grief, they could be expecting something to happen all the time, you know. Right, okay, so there's, there might be a very high expectation of how they should feel. Yes. Whereas nature takes its course once something traumatic like a death in the family happens. Mm. And then I suppose it's up to family to help those children then to deal with that. Indeed, indeed, indeed. But uh, the experts call it puddle grief. They mm. step in and out of it, you know. And uh, one minute they're playing, the next minute they're angry. I think it's more down to the patience of the people that are around the kids than the kids themselves. And what has your experience been in dealing with, because I know you're dealing currently at the moment with a situation where you have children who are dealing with grief. What has your experience been? Well, I'll put it this way. Uh, I got the kids there the weekend. I brought them up from Wexford up to the farm I live on in Wexford. And, I'm uh, sorry, I beg your pardon, in Wicklow. And we arranged for them to feed the pet lambs. Where the mothers died on the lamb, on the lambs, so they need to be hand-fed. Okay. So they were there on the barn there yesterday, and the farmer now was there, uh, a giant of a man, okay? And his uh, sister-in-law was there, both in their 70s. And they know the situation with the kids. The kids were feeding the, the, the little lamb, but the lamb was in the pen with two other lambs and a, and a yo. And little fella asked uh, Sam, he's only four, he said, Sam, why isn't that mammy feeding the little lamb? Why do we have to do it? And the farmer wasn't thinking, and he said, well, when that little lamb was born, its mammy died. And little fella looked up at the farmer and he said, my mammy is dead as well. Mm. The farmer went into floods of tears. He had to leave the barn. His sister-in-law had to leave the barn. I kind of was, I was finding it difficult not to buckle myself. But that's the way they look at things. They look at things as a matter of factly. In a very black and white logical kind of yes, way. Yes, they do. Well, kids think logically, laterally, you know. See, we don't really know how they think. To us, when we see a child at a funeral, when if their mum or dad has died, they don't generally seem to grieve the way adults grieve, uh, with an outpouring of emotion. But maybe they deal with it in a different way. And I remember many, many years ago, um, this guy that I knew died, and he had uh, an 11-year-old child. And mm-hmm. although the child seemed okay at the time, his life was destined to take a very, um, I suppose, negative turn. That child, after the father had died, now I suppose it's a combination of things that there's no, uh, obviously, male role model in his life anymore. Uh, but that child then went on to be literally a delinquent. Now, I don't believe that child was destined to be a delinquent. Uh, but I think the child went on to be a delinquent because his father was around no more. And I think he didn't deal with his passing very well. So uh-huh. that, that can happen too, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think that could have been down to the support of the other people around the kid. Didn't probably, yeah, out. yeah, probably well, too. Well, you know something, Niall, I read a book one time called Kill It For Company, okay? It was about Dennis Nielsen, right? And he was interviewed in prison. And the reason he gave for killing those down and outs and stuff in Crickwood at the time, was actually living in Crickwood at the time, was this, that when his grandfather died, he was besotted by his grandfather. And when his grandfather died, people told the chap, the young kid, that his grandfather has gone to a better place. So he decided then later in life that he would send the down and outs and the homeless to a better place because they're in misery on this earth. So you're saying he did it for religious reasons? Not saying done it for religious. I don't know. Well, obviously, he believed that he believed they went to heaven. Yeah. He believed he went to heaven and, of course, that with a psychopathic mind uh, it didn't bode well, you know. Didn't know. That certainly wouldn't work out too well. But, Uh okay, but, I mean, what about bringing a child, say, we'll say a five or six-year-old, you yes. know, to a funeral parlour to see, you know, a dead relation in a coffin. 
Do you think that's a good thing? Do you think that's an acceptable thing? Do I personally wouldn't do it? But I mean, some people believe it's a nice thing to do. Do you, do you think it's a good thing to do? No, we didn't do that, right? We didn't do that. Well, well, their mother's coffin was closed because she had COVID, okay? And her, her, their father's coffin was open, but we didn't bring them in. Mm-hmm. We didn't bring them in. But we, I, I had a two of them in my arms when they were lowering my son into the graves. And one of them had a pink balloon, and the other one had a blue balloon. And they let him go as, as my son was being lowered into the grave. How old, is, how old is your son, by the way? 25. And so was his, so was his girlfriend, 25. Right? Both of them wouldn't make That's my such age. such a sad... The same age as you. I mean, it's their whole lives ahead of them. Such a, I, know the, I, know yeah. the, I know the young couple you're referring to, and, they, and they, they both died a short period of time from each other. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, mm. fair enough, Niall. So, um, so what happened was, uh, the little fella turned around to me and he said, he, he let the balloons go, and he turned around to me and he said, Grandad, are they going to go and bring Daddy back? Now, I know he buckled at the knees at that time. And I imagine you, Daddy, wouldn't you? My, my, by the way, my condolences to you as well, Paul, on, on the loss of your son, okay. too. I don't want to be That's remiss right, that and dismiss that. Because it must be very difficult, because no father or mother uh, ever believes they're going to lose their child. You know no. what I mean? You, you, you always think that you know, they will outlive you. That's the expectation, Indeed. isn't it? Indeed, but as regards, as regards dealing with that, Nile, okay, as regards that, because that, that I, I I remember my own mother when my my brother was twenty four when he died, uh, he drowned, and I remember my own mother who would have been in her sixties at the time. She found that so difficult. She never dealt with it. Never, ever uh-huh. dealt with it. She became a recluse. She wouldn't even go out in a car. She was afraid to set the alarm in the house. She just was. She would never celebrate Christmas because my son or my brother, should I say, died two days before Christmas. So she would never celebrate Christmas anymore. She became a recluse and it destroyed her life. Yes. Yes. But should that's down to the individual how to deal with it, Niall. You can't, you can't legislate or you can't, uh, you can't teach people against that. It mm-hmm. just depends on the strength of your own mind how you deal with it. Now, as regards me dealing with my son's death, okay, uh, I often heard what you just said there. You know, we're not we're, we're not hard where to bury our kids, and people say to me, uh, "How are you how are you going to get over this?" Mm-hmm. And I say, "I'm never going to get over it. I just need to deal with it." Is, t- is time? I mean, in your case, do you think time? I mean, no. how long is it now? Sorry, how long ago, Paul, was it? My my son died in August. Okay. And his girlfriend died uh, about six weeks ago. A little bit more. I'm okay. losing track of that, okay. to be honest. With you. Okay. And, and do you find that, well, it's still early days yet. It's not even a year, for God's sake. But do you, do you think time will be a good healer for you? When I say time, you'll never forget, obviously. But do you think it'll get easier with the passing of time? No. No, I don't think so. No. No, I don't go around the place balling my eyes all the time. Like that. No, but you, well, you have to. Well, well, this, I spoke to somebody about this the other night. What you have to try and do, and I'm not an expert in grief counselling, mm-hmm. when it's just imagination, is compartmentalise it. In other words, yeah, only take exactly. it out when you have time to deal with it. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And take, and exactly. then, and take it out then, and, and have a look at it and then put it away again for a little while. Yes, you know? exactly. But I'll tell you what the problem is, Niall, right? It's like if I buy a new piece of machinery for... for, for I'm a builder, yeah? Yeah. You know... I, I, you know, uh, a bit of a tool junkie as well, by the way. But if I buy a new piece of equipment, I just know, like, my son will never use it. You no. know, yeah. I'm stuck with a Fiat fan for the rest of my life for me, for, for me since because he helped me rack out the back of it and I can never sell it. You know, there's memories yeah. like that. But as regards time, I mean, I could be facetious in the city. I'll have to wait and see. But me personally, I don't think, I don't think time will heal it per se. It'll, mm. it'll just maybe just, just shoehorn the whole situation into my psychic. I don't yeah. know. I just don't know. 
And um, what what's the, the hardest part for you, Paul? I suppose did you were you in communication regularly with your son while he was alive? Would no, he have texted you no, each I, day? No, I fell out with him because he oh. was on drugs. Okay, he was on heroin. Okay, right. And then the last time I spoke to him was about three months before he died. He was looking for money, and I wouldn't give it to him. And was that hard? Was it harder for you then to deal with it that the fact that you had fallen out with him before he died? Did that make it more difficult? Uh, believe it or not, it made it slightly easier. Okay. All right, okay. But then again, Niall, what benchmark do you use? Yeah, I know for some people, there's always that thing if you fall out with somebody and if something happens, particularly if it's an elderly person and something happens, you, you know, you wonder to yourself, should I, you know, life is too short, should I have made up with them? And I know in your situation, it was an ongoing problem. Obviously, there was drugs involved and, and other stuff as well. So I, yeah, that's a diff- different situation. But the, sad, the saddest part about it, Niall, was this, okay? He was off it. He got off it. He even went into the local police station and apologized for any grief that he gave him over the years. Yeah? Mm-hmm. But what happened was he he was on Voy, and he took he took he was on Voy, and he took a couple of Lyrica tablets. Now I found out subsequently that in Junkyland, if you take these Lyrica tablets and you're on Voy, if you take one, it stops your heart. He took ten, so we'll huh. never be sure was it suicide or did he forget how many tablets he took. But I knew for a fact that he was more he knew more than than a, a family. Or maybe or maybe maybe he just didn't have the wherewithal at the time to realise how many he took and how dangerous what exactly. he was doing. Yeah, okay. Oh but stay but stay there. I don't want to go too much into your your own personal situation, Paula. And my again my condolences to you and all your friends and family. But uh, let, let me go to Denise as well. Denise, you're on classic. It's how you doing, Denise. Hi Niall, how are you? Uh, that's a shocking story, isn't it? Absolutely yes, shocking yeah. story. But I mean, we all deal with grief differently, but children, I suppose, deal, deal with it even more differently. I suppose we don't think that they're dealing with it or we don't understand if they are dealing with it. But should we have like children that's, you know, in funeral parlours or should they teach it in school? Well, my father died suddenly um, with a heart attack when I was nine. And um, the biggest memory I have, I'm in my 50s now, uh, memory I had was the shock of it. Um, and going in to see him in the coffin. And I had nightmares for years over that. And it was only in my 30s when I got counselling did I actually get over it. Now, my father dying, you know, I think children process things much better. It, the heat to me was dead. Mm-hmm. What was uh, my memory of those days was my mother not coping. I had four adult sisters. Um, them not coping, the hysterics with it. That frightened me more than the fact that my father died. So that was the that, that was the biggest grief to you is the way your family dynamic changed more so yeah. more so yeah. than your dad dying himself. Yeah, because yeah. you were quite young. Yeah. So I just you know he's gone. He, he's gone to heaven in my head. And but what was going on? What left on behind us was more difficult for a child in my eyes than the death itself. Now the the other thing it was I remember my mother nearly going down after the coffin in the graveyard, and I, that memory stuck in my head. And never left. Because she was she was hysterical. Yeah, because her husband had passed away, yeah, obviously. Yeah, and I thought my mother wanted to die with my dad. Right, okay. And that was what stuck in my head. Now, I have two children myself, and they've lost grandparents under the age of 10. And, you know, they were never, I never let them, they went to the service, the the funeral service mass, but they were never allowed to go to the grave. And my thought was, they were not going to see me or their dad at our weakest moments. They need to see us strong. So I protected them from seeing that. And they have processed the death quite reasonable. Now they Does have it serve a purpose to show to bring a child in and show them a dead body? Does that serve a purpose, do you think? I think when they get old, no. It didn't serve well, they under, under 10 years of age, I'm talking about, under, yeah, under 10. No, absolutely not. It, 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 it didn't serve a purpose with me. It, 
frightened the living daylight out of me because I wasn't expecting to see my father again. He was taken away in an ambulance that morning in and the you, house. Mm. And and I I I had nightmares of the coffin. And can and you st- can you still see that? Can you? Yes, I can. Yes, it's, it's a thought that's so never. So forty one years later, you can still see it. Yeah. No, I'm fifty three. Oh, so fifty three. I, I can still see it, I, and I still have yeah. nightmares over it. Yeah. So it, it, I have never. Now my children are over. Where's 10 it, where now. Are they, I don't know. It's not just Irish people that do it. By the way, they do it in many other countries and cultures as well. Like where we kind of lay the body out and mm. have a wake or whatever it is. Uh, although, so we we talked about this the other day in the office because Ashling had been talking because Ashling, like yourself, Ashling, her dad died when she was very young of a heart attack, just like that. Uh, and we talked about this idea that in England, of course, you know, somebody doesn't get buried for two or three weeks, which I think is a long time. Whereas in Ireland, you're kind of dead and you're in the coffin and, and in the ground within two days. Mm. And they're saying maybe we should bring it out, drag it out to an extra few days. But I don't think that would serve its purpose. But I, I think this idea of everybody wandering in and having a look at a dead body in a coffin, I never got that. Maybe that's just me. Uh, I, like, I lived in England for years and attended English funerals and I thought I'm much more dignified, mm. much more respectful. You nearly have to be invited to a funeral in England and they're very dignified and very respectful. Do they, do they, do they lay people out? Like, is there a week? Do they lay people out in the coffin open, in open casket? Is that yeah, a thing? They do, yes. They okay, do. Okay. It, it, it's a choice. They don't, not everybody does it. Yeah, most people do it over here. Most people do it over here. And as I said, you know, I think it's, it's fairly horrific for kids because they don't. Un- I couldn't process that. Mm. I was far too young to process why that body was in a coffin. And Paul, I mean, Paul. Sorry, just going back to you, Paul. Um, do, do you believe? And I don't want to sound sorry, very inconsiderate of your feelings at the moment, Paul. But I mean, the idea of you know having a wake—a very Irish thing to do—and you know everybody chooses to have the open casket. Is this a good idea? Do you think? Well, it is if there's adults present, but I don't think it is for kids, to be honest with you, because I don't think a, an open casket is a place where a child could be. Mm-hmm. They should remember their parents, you know, as they're frozen in time for them. Their granny and, and yeah, yeah. And even if they're granny or granddad or whatever, yeah. But even, even, yeah, you know, it's to be expected. I think even children, children will look at older people in a different light than they will younger people. You know, no, I, I remember being, want. I remember being brought to funerals up in Massey's and James Street when all my aunties and uncles were dying because they were all from that area. And I remember going in and I, it used to terrify me. And my dad yeah. or mama go, come on, you have to go in, pass your yeah. labour. And I, even at the age of 14 or 15 years of age, I remember being brought in and, you know, and you'd have to go over and people would be touching their forehead or whatever. And I don't want to sound insensitive or giving them a kiss or whatever. And I remember being told, my mum would say, oh, you know, there's your Uncle Paddy or whatever it is, you know. You know, they mm. t- touch his forehead there. And, I, and you'd be encouraged to do these things. Yeah. And it was, I never forgot all those things. I think it's terrifying. Yeah, As a child. Negative, yeah, it's a neg- it's negative on kids. Definitely negative on kids. Mm. You know. Maybe there's people I mean, who disagree with me now. I, I don't know. I just... Well, I'm an atheist, Niall, so I'm not religious whatsoever. I'm like yourself. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, if people want to do it for religious, religious reasons, if people want to say goodbye, by all means. But for kids, I mean, to hold a kid up to look into the dead body in a coffin. Uh, I'm not saying that people are doing it, you know, doing it are sick or anything, but it's just, it's not a place for a child. It definitely is. Mm. I mean, with, with the exception of, say, losing your children or people who are very young, I mean, Denise, we do have a problem letting go, don't we, when it comes, as human beings. We, we, the one thing in life that we know for absolute certainty is that our mother and fathers are going to die. And, yeah. and yet we don't deal with it very well when it happens. Yeah, well, my mum was dying for 10 weeks. She had dementia. 
And even when, you know, I was there when she passed on, even when, you know, I was actually begging her to go because she'd gone into a coma. Um, you know, but when she'd gone, just the shock of it. You were devastated. Devastated. Even though, yes. you, even though, you even knew though I knew she was dying. Gone, and I, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. And I wanted her to die because she would no quality of life and she didn't know us anymore and she wasn't even opening her eyes. Yeah, you, know, you wanted her to be at peace. Passed, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, when she actually passed, it, maybe it's just, you know, a relief that you let go. Um, but I remember just breaking down. Well, Denise, my, my, my son's mother has uh, MS and has the worst type of MS. She doesn't even know her own name. Okay, it's a very fire night, right? Where the funeral home was, that a humanist ceremony for my son. And where the hum- funeral home was, okay, uh, my son's mother uh, didn't come into the funeral home, but she was in a very distressed condition. So herself and her mother were sitting on the church steps next door. Now, they knew there was a humanist uh, great, uh, ceremony going on in the, in, in the uh, funeral home, but they were sitting on the steps of the church, and she was obviously in a very distressed state. As you would and one be, of these yeah. holy Marys was walking into the church and looked at, said, oh, we know what she wants for Christmas. And Tara's mother... Okay, I, I, I don't want to get into too many stories or too many people's names being thrown in there. Unfortunately, Bob, I can't do that. I, I get the point that you're trying to make anyway. I do. Go, I know where you were going with that. I want to go to Jerry just very quickly. Jerry, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Jerry? Hi, you know, happy Monday to you. Happy Monday to you. Well, it's not very happy, is it really? Uh, Ger, I mean, in relation, to, in relation to death, do you think children know too much or know too little? Uh, quick story about my own daughter. Uh, I'm trying to work out the maths, but she was about 12 when I brought her in to see my mother laid out in Massey's. Okay. And she wanted, she had a great relationship with my mother and she wanted to go in. I didn't want to bring her in. But she was kind of adamant. So I brought her in and she seen my mother laid out and to this day, like, she thanks me for bringing her in, but still kind of regrets it because it was the last image she had of my mum. Yeah, so you never, uns- you can't her. unsee the image. This is exactly, it, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. So she's seen my mum happy, bouncy, being alive. However, after saying that, right, her other grandmother died, and then my dad died, and then two years ago, her last grandfather died, her last grandfather, the, her, okay. like the mother's father yeah. died. And she practically buried that man, did all the... In with the funeral parlor. In yeah, the yeah. Because she was just able to deal with it. She was able to walk it. When my dad died, actually, she went in and fixed his tie in the coffin. So I, can, I can't do that everyone stuff. Else is, everyone else is standing 10 yards back. And she's like, I don't ever have his tie like that. I'm fixing his tie. And she she fixed his tie. So... I see. I know. I know what she means about unseeing things. I mean, I I had to when my brother drowned. Yeah, he was found three yeah, days after being the Horrific, terrible. And and I had to go in with my father and identify the body in the city morgue. And when they zipped down the bag, I know this sounds dreadfully morbid to say, but I, but I will never forget that image, as long as I live. Yeah. And like that was he was twenty four. He's four years younger than me. I'm fifty eight now. So it was about thirty years, thirty something years ago now. But I can still remember it like it was yesterday. I'll never forget that image. Horrendous. I never want to see anything like that again. Yeah, no, nobody wants to ever see anything like that. But do you not think that I helped prepare you for further stuff in your life as well? No, I don't think so at all. Just a personal view, I don't think so, Ger. I I don't think I need to see... I know people die. I don't need to see them dead. No, but you have to be able to deal with death. I agree it helped to prepare you there because when my mother died, I was in my 40s, and I went down to the funeral home and they did our makeup desperately. I went out and I took the makeup off I redid her makeup as she as she was. I redid her hair the way they did it, and I sat there talking to her as I did it. And I was able to do that, and I enjoyed Excellent, it. Yeah. And I enjoyed that moment with her. Right. Doing it, I hope to do my makeup up. properly when I die. 
Yeah, making her, because she was a very proud woman, and she loved yeah. her makeup and her hair bright. Yeah. And she wouldn't have liked to go down. I know I know. people take it very seriously, and, I, and I, I often hear people saying, oh, you can't bury him in that suit. He hated that suit, for God's sake. You know, all this kind of stuff. And not that he's going, he or she is going to care after they're dead. But I do know that people take it very seriously, the, the appearance of the person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it is a very Irish thing in some sense as well. I used, I used to always kind of laugh, I suppose. When I say laugh, I don't mean disrespectfully laugh, but laugh at the things that people say when they walk in and they see somebody in a coffin in Ireland. It's always like, ah, oh, they look lovely. They look very happy, don't they? And I'm going, they're hardly happy. They're dead. Look <laughs> uh, God, I've never said, I did hear somebody saying once, she's never looked as well. <laughs> I'm going, what? Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It's a very Irish thing to say, it is. We go to Anne, if I can. Anne, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Anne? How are you, Niall? How are right. things? Oh, did I lose you? Are you gone, Anne? No, I'm not. Oh, so, oh, sorry, sorry. Anne, you reckon that we shouldn't be teaching children about death? No. 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 Why not? No. Um, I, I think a child should be a child as long as they can. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I, I, I don't like filling their little minds with too much information. No. And no matter what you say, there's nobody ever ready for a death in the family. No, no. I mean, you can sit beside the bed and say, oh, yeah, well, they only have this time left and that time left and what have you. Yeah, no matter how long but, you plan it in your head. Still, yeah. still and why do you think, as humans, I've often, I keep wondering this, we're so bad. We deal with many things in our lives, but we're so bad at dealing with death, which is the one thing that we know for certain is going to happen. Why do you think that we're so bad at dealing with it? Because if we were to think about it, now, I'm contradicting myself here. Right. Um, I haven't... Um, I never really thought of death as much as I have since the COVID. Why? Why? Why, why, why is? I, why? Why is the COVID made you think about death more? Um. Well, I'm underlying problem. Okay. And, um. So you're worried about yourself, your own death. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's terrible, isn't and it? That you, that's I tell an awful you feeling. Also, Niall, I'm. I'm worried that. If my husband gets the vaccine before, uh, no, if I get the vaccine before, before him, him yeah. and then he gets COVID, who's going to look after me because I have an underlying problem? You know? And, but yeah, but uh, if you, yeah, but if you get the vaccine, okay, and, uh, and the vaccine Niall, is, does what it I, says, you, 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 you won't know, get any I symptoms. Know I'm changing the conversation here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Which I shouldn't. Um, no, it's but okay. the thing about it is, um, I was told, like, um, by the hospital, oh, yeah, you're on the list for the the vaccine, which will be weeks because there's an awful lot of paperwork to be done. Oh. Yeah, I know. They're, they're taking their time, aren't they? Yeah. They really but are. Like, but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you, you needn't worry about him. When you get the vaccine, right, you're home free. Once you get their two doses. Well, mind you, even in the first dose, they say you're 75% protected or something like that. So... When you get your vaccine, right, you don't have to really worry about him bringing it back to the house. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't suggest that yeah. he nonchalantly be prancing around the place. But in saying that, you, once you are vaccinated, you're not going to die from COVID-19. Mm. 
So there's no need for you to worry about that. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether well, he's it, been vaccinated or not. They're very slow on it. Ah, they are. You know, they're terrible they're slow. They're very slow. Terrible. And, God bless them. And, now, but and it, you know, um, the poor old children today, like, they don't know whether they're coming or going. You know what I mean? Um, they look at you and they say, oh, Nana, you know, and then they have to look again and say, yeah. is she me Nana? Because they've no, forgotten because, who you are at this stage. Yeah, yeah. Because you haven't seen me in ages. No, they see on Zoom or they get or yeah, whatever it is yeah, or get a few yeah. gifts off you, you know, for Christmas or whatever. I, yeah, I have one um, small little grandchild, and she just be, uh, she's a little tager, and um, my son just say to her, "Do you want to know? Do you want to say hello to your nana?" And you know, I don't think even think. She knows who I have. <laughs> you know. Well, I hope I hope they learn very quickly once this is all over who you are. But I, I'll just because I've squinted to a break in a second. But when you say you worry about death, have you had many people? And I don't want to be all morbid this oh, afternoon. Yeah. But have you had um, many people die in you? Died when he was fifty-four, mm-hmm. and then my mummy died when she was seventy-eight. Okay. Um, I buried an uncle. Um, 90 years of age, about three weeks ago. 90, that's a good old age, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, do you worry, and so how did you deal, when, you, when your mum died and everything else, how do you think you dealt with it? Are you, were you okay? No. no. No, you didn't deal with it well? No, 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 mm. no. See, which is, we're we're, we're really that. bad. I should have done that, mm. I should have done the other. What, what could you have done that would have been different? Uh, I don't know, you always think that. Maybe you didn't give them enough love. I know. There's a guilt, isn't there? I did that with my mother. When my mother died, not so much my father, but when my mother died, I always think to myself, I should have rang her more. I should have dropped into the house a bit more. I felt fierce guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fierce guilty. And like, I have three boys now and I can honestly put my hand on my heart and tell you out straight, like, they wouldn't think of that. No, you know, that way. but that's a good, a good coping mechanism as human beings that we don't think about our own death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you should. And, and by the way, Anne, I have to go to a break now. But listen, yeah. you shouldn't be thinking of your death. You're going to be here. Oh, I'm going to be on the radio in twenty years, and you're going to be still talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> giving out about something. I'm giving it ash up. Well, you might as well give out about it. Doesn't matter if anybody listens. About, yeah, you might as well. You know, but I. I, I, I don't think so. I, 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 I tell you, I, I'll be getting to a near-death situation if I don't take a break in a second because my producer's going to kill me. <laughs> Listen, Anne, lovely talking to you. Thanks very much okay. indeed. Bye-bye. Cheers, bye. Keep texting. 87 Somebody says, children don't need to be afraid of death anymore. They see uh, enough of it on RTE and Verge Media to scare them away forever. There's been a lot of conversation, hasn't there, over the last year and a half, particularly about death and you need not be afraid of it, particularly if you're young, because you're not going to know about it. So, do you know what I mean? If you're young and you die, it's usually in a tragic circumstance or you'll have something that happen to you. Somebody says, you're never ready for death uh, of your close ones. My partner died before he turned 30 of a heart attack. My gosh, that would be so unusual and so difficult to deal with. Anyway, she says, I left the house uh, to go to the shop and found him on the floor of my return. I've been traumatised for a life. Oh, my gosh. Condolences to you. That's dreadful. That's I don't know how you'd even get over that one. Jamie, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jamie? Hi, Niall. How are you, mate? Yeah. Uh, Jamie, you lost your partner a few months ago. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, how old was she? December. She was 43. Um, she um, 
misschien uh, collapsed op een pre-aneurysme, vond het meer alle ook heel. Oké. En ze vond me pas dat de volgende dag. Did she, did she have any, before that happened, that day that happened, did she have any trouble? Was she having trouble or? No, no. No, just no, one of those no, things. No, no underlying condition. The, the surgeon said just happened. He, it wouldn't have, might not have even shown up on an MRI. She was just desperately unlucky it could happen to anybody. I know. I seen it. I, I, it was, I was in the unfortunate situation that I did see that happen to somebody going back about 15, 20 yeah. years ago in a nightclub yeah. I worked in. A girl, a young girl, 27. Exactly yeah. the same thing. Dropped to the floor. Yeah. Um, I know. But, and, and my condolences to you, by the way, and I'm really sorry. It must be very difficult. And how long yeah. were you mar- How long were you married? Uh, we, we, we weren't married. Oh, you weren't married. Sorry, we were, we, were, we, were, we were together six years. We were going to get married when our, our little girl was older, so she could enjoy the day more. Of course, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so your little girl was only three. She's three. Yeah, she's yeah. three. Yeah, it only happened in December. Um, I, I just wanted to say. I mean, you were talking about teaching grief. I wouldn't be against a teacher asking me if he wanted to discuss grief with me, little girl, because. I, I, I'm just winging it at the moment. I don't think there is any blueprint to how to deal with it. All, all I can say is that is that I am just I have just been totally honest with her because she just lost her mummy, and she. she and how do you how she, do you tell it, Jamie? With respect, uh, when a three year old says, "Where's mammy gone?" and is she coming back? How do you tell I, her? I I just have to be honest with her and say, "Mummy's gone. She's nothing back." Now, um, Grandma's dog passed. Uh, in the summer, yeah. and at the moment she believes she's she's gone. She says she's gone. She's gone with Daisy Dog, which is the, the, the she dog. Yeah. That, that, that's how she's dealing with it at the moment. But okay, I I don't think there's a successful. I don't think there's a belief to this. I, I, do you I, do you I, think it'll hit her as she gets a bit older? Maybe. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. if, even if they do teach it in school, it, it's an on what she understands now. She'll understand it differently at six. She'll under, yeah. she'll understand it differently at nine. See, children, children can be very resilient. You know what I mean? They, they, can, yeah. they tend to deal, particularly, I suppose, with the fact that she's only three, and yeah. she's only spent three years with your partner, I suppose, yeah. you know, it would be easier for her to get through it in the long term, in the long term of her life, you she, know. She still, no, she still only mentioned it yesterday, what happened. I mean, yeah. she's bright enough to know what happened, but I, 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 I didn't take her to the funeral, and I didn't take her to the funeral home. Yeah. Although, uh, my partner was allowed. My, my, part, my partner was on a, uh, a machine to keep her breathing because she um, she bravely donated, saved the lives of three people by um, donating her organs. Uh, do- yeah, she donated organs. Okay. So I have a picture of her giving her mummy one last cuddle in the, in the hospital, and that's only for her eyes only. She can see yeah. that when she's older if she if she wants to see it. But I mean, I think the grief the, the grief. Uh, it's going to be much harder. Uh, and, how, I, and how are Jamie? How are you dealing with it? Uh, I haven't got close to dealing with, with my with it yet. Uh, now I've got a little. It's just so sad for me partner, for me little girl, for me partner's parents. Um, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen my own parents, as you can tell from the accent. I'm yeah. not originally. I haven't seen my own parents for fourteen, fifteen months. Anyway. You, you were going to say I'm not originally from Dublin. I would have never guessed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm down. I'm down in uh, from my own Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so I mean, you haven't had even a chance yourself to deal with no, to deal with it. No. And... I, I I just feel that like honesty and yeah. she's got to be able to trust me. You now she's already lost her mummy. She can't go not trusting me. Yeah. So, I, but I, 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 I'm. The way I see it, it's going to get more difficult for it as she gets older because it will mean more to her. Uh, yeah. And it's only been a few months, really, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but she she knows mummy's not coming back. Yeah. She, 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 well, that's what, and that's do you think she accepts? Do you think she accepts that, or, or in her own mind or in her little mind, do you think that maybe she thinks she might? I don't. 
don't know. It's, it's hard. It's hard to know whether kids that age understand. Yeah. You know what I mean, or have an understanding that they're that's that finality of death is very difficult. Yeah, for she will to. understand it, and as I say, what she understands now, she will understand differently when she's six, yeah. nine, yeah, twelve. Of yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I mean, if they, if they were to teach it in school, I, I still think that it should more of it should come from myself. Yeah, she would then wonder why isn't my daddy saying this to her? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it is very difficult. But look, it's, uh, I'm really sorry. My condolences yeah. again to you. It's a no very, I know that. it's very raw. It's very fresh. It only happened a no. few months ago. But... Tell, me, tell me about it. Yeah. Um, but no, I, hope, uh, I hope you deal with it well, Jamie, too. You're important, too. Yeah, you know? yeah, thank you. No, yeah that's all I wanted to say. Yeah. We're, we're okay. to, it's just to be, to, to, be, to be honest and don't lose the trust of your child. That's, that, that's, that's okay. all I would say. All right, listen, Jamie, thank you very much indeed. All right, thanks very much. And you take care of yourself, all right, and your little daughter. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.